It being a few minutes, a couple of minutes after half past eight now in Triple Z. Uh, weather forecast might be cloudy, 19 degrees for Brisbane and the Gold Coast, even rain on the Sunshine Coast, cloudy in Toowoomba only 13, but uh, cloudy and rainy outside, always sunshine inside in the studio with um, whenever Mr. J- Mr Black comes in. Good morning. Good morning, Andrew. So another new haircut, new no. hairstyle. No. You're, just, you're just, you know, looking particularly shiny and, and well-groomed this morning. Why, why thank you. That's all right. You're welcome. That's it's a sad contrast to my shambolic appearance, <laughs> I know, but it's uh, what radio is all about. Okay, well, um, we'll talk. We'll talk about the um, refugee stuff shortly, but just a, just a bit of a break from uh, that sort of heavy thing. Uh, a few other issues. Emmy nominations. You always like Emmys and Oscars and all those I sorts do. of things. I do like a good award ceremony. Absolutely. Um, this one, perhaps a little bit more significant in that it's got. Uh, some nominations for Netflix, which is uh, perhaps a sign of the changing times regarding delivery of these things. Yeah, absolutely. This was really quite quite interesting and, and, and quite groundbreaking. So, listeners are probably aware Netflix is is in a sort of an online streaming uh, service. It, it doesn't uh, exist. Uh, in Australia lawfully yet. Um, Does that mean you've never seen anything they've produced? Uh, no, I wouldn't say that. Does that mean you've uh, accessed it unlawfully? Uh, it's a grey area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, as in most laws. It, anyway, is, it, is, it is a legal grey area. I was actually having a conversation with a colleague of mine last week about this, and, and we still don't know the answer. Okay. Um, but it is it is this online streaming service for TV shows. It's uh, it sort of made its reputation and got its sort of market share in the United States based upon you being able to go and just watch old episodes of TV shows. You couldn't go and watch new shows uh, if you know miss the latest episode of you know the big summer comedy or whatever it was in the US, you wouldn't see it there, but you could go back and watch all the seasons of Seinfeld, for example, right. um, and, and, uh, and, and also movies. But in the last uh, 12 months or so, they've moved into producing original programming. So uh, actually producing their own TV shows, uh, which are only available streamed online. Uh, and the first one of these is, I'm pretty sure one we spoke about when, when it first came out, which is called House of Cards, mm-hmm. uh, which was was a sort of a dark political drama and thriller starring Kevin Spacey, uh, and that got uh, several nominations, uh, including nomination for Kevin Spacey, uh, and then it also relaunched Arrested Development, right. that uh, cult uh, comedy that was popular, well, I don't know, almost a decade ago right. uh, now, and it also picked up some nominations as well. So this is really sort of the first time that we have seen these, uh, you know, these online sort of streaming services compete against the big players uh, in, in these sorts of awards over there. So in, in that sense, it is, it is quite groundbreaking. Now, um, that's, I guess, a sign of things to come, just the way uh, online-only access to entertainment. Yeah, and, and, they're con- and they're continuing to produce more and more original content as well. They've got a, a, a new show out called Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. um, which I haven't seen, but has been getting rave reviews as well. So they're having a pretty good um, strike rate early on. Uh, one other thing grabbed a bit of attention in terms of, uh, I suppose you'd call it cultural um, output, Sharknado. Yes. Um, already passe, moving. We've got Sharknado, the sequel. 
Sharknado, the sequel, is going to come out. So uh, Sharknado was uh, sort of what they're calling a uh, a mockbuster rather than a blockbuster. Uh, and so for those who haven't come across it, it's about a uh, tornado which sucks sharks out of the ocean and splashes them onto the streets of L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Where they continue to be able to swim around. And that's right. <laughs> uh, and they're going to make a sequel. It's going to be set in New York. So, so it's basically it the same premise just moving the city from L.A. to New York. So was it actually a a movie? For a very cheap uh, $1.5 million, uh, cable channel sci-fi in the United States produced it, Mm -hmm. uh, and it became a bit of a cult hit. Uh, It's going to air on... Uh, as well, that it will finally be available um, for Australian TV viewers. Who've been waiting desperately these, with bated breath. That's right. It's just one of these, uh, I suppose, you know, ridiculous, schlocky cult sort of sh- uh, movies that, uh, because of the sheer ridiculous caught on. And plus, if you read some reviews of it, you know, people do actually say that apart from it being uh, quite ridiculous, um, it is also a lot of fun um, to right. watch. Yeah, well, so that's Sharknado, the first one's coming TV here in September. Okay, a bit more online technology news. E-cigarettes, tweeting e-cigarettes. This is getting a bit ridiculous. Tweeting cigarettes? Possibly getting a little bit ridiculous, um, but the the theory is that if you... Um, well, what uh, happens uh, is that it tweets out that you are smoking, mm-hmm. and so then all your followers know that, 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 that you have had another cigarette. And, and the hope and the theory behind this, of course, is that... The, the sort of peer pressure that that could generate would... Just anything that might help. Anything that might help, I suppose, yeah. Um, also, Google um, dominating everything and continuing to expand its reach, now moving into the music... or has already been in the music stream. The aim for Google's music streaming service is Google Play Music All Access. Uh, that's not um, catch it all, really. Not, no, not at all. But it's basically a service like Spotify or RDO or one of those ones that we've spoken uh, about before. Uh, you can get a, a 30-day free trial to check it out. Uh, at the moment, um, it doesn't have an iPhone um, app or an, or an iPad. No iPhone app. app. Crappy name. Not even a, an acronym there. No, I know. I know. Um, and, I, and I'm sure they will keep on trying to uh, improve uh, their service. But it's becoming quite a hotly contested marketplace hmm. now in terms of these online streaming music streaming services. And uh, Apple is radio. Might chat to you another time about some of those issues floating around to do with um, copyright and royalties yes. for musicians on all of these services. Um, one that's uh, not surprisingly being debated and um, considered on for okay. another day so you can get a nice, good, solid consideration of a copyright issue, which I know you always love. Uh, another one, which VLC for iOS returns to the apps. This is this is probably a little bit uh, geeks of people too. VLC is an open source video playback app that's quite 
popular on a number of different platforms, uh, you know, Windows, the Mac, the desktop sort of platforms. It basically allows you to, allows you to do it um, uh, without, you know, it's a free app. Uh, it is open source, so it's got that sort of community of developers behind it. It, they did have a version of it on the uh, in in the Apple App Store about two app that was sort of doing this. It got pulled for all sorts of complicated, tricky copyright and and licensing reasons, but it's back. So the the original and best, I suppose, uh, open source video uh, app VLC is now available. Once it's good, if for example you have a uh, video in a file format um, that isn't Apple's proprietary file formats and you want to be able to watch that easily uh, on your device. Why might you have such a video file other than if you were buying it through the Apple's uh, iTunes store? So in that sense, there is that murky side to it. But you can also, of course, uh, view all sorts of uh, lawfully obtained content as well using the... If this, then that. If this, then that. Uh, this is actually a really exciting little app um, that's been around for uh, a while uh, as a web app, and they've just released it. Um, uh, and yeah, So I can share my experience. I should really be videoing you when you do these things. That special extra glow of excitement that comes out when we talk about a particularly new app. Well, it is, it is, it is quite exciting. Uh, there are different online platforms. Mm -hmm. So you log into the, to, to if this, then that. You might give it access to your email, to your Twitter account, your Facebook account, to Dropbox, to Flickr, whatever it is. And then it has all these ways. For example, uh, if I take a photo on Instagram, mm -hmm. then I can arrange it to automatically save a copy to my Dropbox, to right. post it to Twitter, to send it as an email to my parents who may not just away. Or Flickr. I mean, they've got about 50-odd different channels now, these different sort of web okay. services, and it's just a really uh, clever, intuitive, and simple way um, to tie all of this together. They've now got uh, an iPhone app, which is a delight to use. Sites and Twitter yeah. and... Facebook it and blah, blah, it'll just bazang and do it all. Yeah, that's right. Sounds good, as long as you remember where you're bazanging to and so you do want it to go to all of and these And, you know, they've got well. sort of innovative little channels, so there's this sort of a device which powers... Uh, it's a, it's a Wi-Fi-empowered, you know, PowerPoint... So rather than having to, you know, click a switch or whatever, you can control PowerPoints and things from your phone or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But, for example, I could set up if I uh, tweet that I'm on my way home, mm -hmm. it will automatically arrange my lights to be on when I arrive home. Goodness me. That is exciting. <laughs> You're bocking me. Only a, only a little. Come back and um, talk about some other... Uh current significant policy issues of interest, hopefully, to uh, you, certainly to us. This is Astrid and the Asteroids, tune called West End.
Fit Astrid and the Asteroids singing about West End. It's 11 minutes away from 9 o'clock. Here's near Fortable Z. Breakfast will tear us apart. Mr Peter J. Black. Uh, and just before we mention the refugee issue and that, uh, quick mention of uh, marriage quality come in in the UK as well. Yes. Pass through, uh, pass through the stuffy old House of Lords. Even. Pass through the House of Lords. Uh, was got the royal assent from uh, support marriage equality. Hmm. And so once again, Australia's lagging behind. Next rally's August 18th, I think. 19th, 17th. I can't remember the exact date. It's, um, I should have... 18th, but it's that weekend, 17th or 18th. Um, which will be, no doubt, very close to the election day. So a final chance to um, put out the message in support of marriage equality uh, at that one. Uh, another one where people have been rallying about uh, is policy. Uh, some calling it the PNG solution uh, to match with the Pacific solution of Mr Howard. Uh, how much it is a solution and indeed whether it's a problem. Uh, is something I'll seek your opinion on. Uh, I guess firstly, do you think, uh, the stated goal of um, stopping the boats, leaving aside whether that's you know really something that's whether that's a major problem or not. It's a big problem or not. Um, will it work? Look, it is it is hard to know, but it seems a fairly uh, approach. That's the intent, really. Which is the intent, and so. Uh, it, it could well have the effect of stopping or slowing the boats. And indeed, I read some things over the weekend whereby a number of people, uh, a number of Australians who have who have settled initially as asylum seekers indicated that it probably would have stopped them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so maybe it will have that uh, stated goal. But it, the whole the whole debate over well, the whole debate over the last decade really, but mm. uh, over the last few. I mean, uh, very unsavoury and this extraordinary scene that we now have between the two major political parties just lurching further and further to the right mm. uh, in, in, in terms of uh, uh, and and what to be honest, I tweeted this effect to the, this yesterday and what I think actually is really pissing me off about this at the moment um, is the way both major parties uh, are claiming that this is all genuous to me, mm. um, that that's really what is motivating the policy of either major party here. Uh, what is motivating the policy of uh, both major parties is fear, racism and you know, winning votes in Western Sydney. That, 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 is, that, that is. But that... That's that's the political mantra that's often said, though. That's pointed yeah. to, to West Sydney, and um, I would have thought if, it's a bit like you know when the the libs always beat up on you know, so-called latte sipping so latte uh, in a city people ask all the time, mm. and no one ever sort of speaks out and says you know well they're people too and they're you know productive and blah blah. Uh, I just feel my people in Western Sydney. Sydney. No, don't no, no that's a fair point. Stop slagging us off as yeah. you know, some sort of code for, you know, rednecking. But, you know, the politicians use it and the media use it, so mm. uh, it's shorthand, I suppose. Um, it's just about the, the legal aspects yep. of it for a minute, leaving aside the politics and the, the policy. Uh, uh, a lot of people saying in a number of ways in regards to refugees, so uh, perhaps this will add an extra one, potentially, um, but I guess it's always worth making the point that uh, even if it is breaching international law, which is what uh, you know, refugee convention, uh, that 
has no legal, almost no legal weight in Australia. It's, it's Australian law that, that yeah. applies. Um, but uh, we, we did see a High Court decision that uh, invalidated this government's attempt to fall afoul of the existing law because there, there was no amendment made. There were attempts made to amend the law after that High Court case, but they weren't successful. So uh, is this actually lawful as it's been described? It's more likely to be lawful than it was not a signatory um, to the UN Convention. On uh, refugees. Re- on refugees, rather, that's right. Uh, whereas Papua New Guinea is. Uh, mm-hmm. The various reservations that Papua New Guinea had made in relation to that convention, they have agreed to all relevant aspects of the UN Convention on Refugees. I think they agreed to remove them just for these ones coming from Australia, or they're just removing them altogether. I don't know if, I don't know if you can even do I, that. I, I'm not actually sure. I'm... I'm, I'm not sure. I had probably assumed they would just would, would have to, I would have to check. I just mentioned because there there is a, has been in in Papua New Guinea for some time issues with refugees coming across from West Papua, uh, which is part of Indonesia, mm. uh, for better or worse um, uh, these days, and certainly plenty of human rights problems there. And PNG itself, because uh, it's uh, it, it's a bit of an artificial boundary in some respects in terms of some of the people in the western parts of PNG and the eastern parts of West Papua. Uh, but anyway, that's that's um, fine print for another day. Um, I'd probably challenge this. Uh, I'm sure someone will challenge it. I think based upon the precedent that we got from the High Court on the Malaysian solution, this is certainly a lot more likely to comply with Australia's laws. I mean, I have read some things over the weekend saying that, you know, one thing the High Court will... Whether this does meet our international obligations uh, and uh, also uh, whether uh, Papua New Guinea is in fact uh, a... I suppose, reasonable place to transfer them to, but I'm unlikely to believe that the High Court will sort of look, you know, behind and judge or or, or prejudge Papua New Guinea uh, as a country or a destination as opposed to the simple fact as to whether they are a signatory Mm. uh, to the UN Convention on Refugees. Likely to be uh, lawful. But remember, the Malaysian Solution High Court case caught us all by surprise yes. in terms of the outcome of that. Mm. There weren't there weren't too many people who thought that the High Court would find that way and the arguments and some of the nuances of that issue only became apparent, the inevitable challenge. We won't know for sure, but that's not going to be until after the election. Yes, uh, as will be the whole implementation, I guess. Presumably. Um, except perhaps for some very rushed initial people for... for yeah, and, and, a, and a of this proposal, mm. um, depending upon who wins the election and, and what the, the, the balance is after the election, they can just legislate to, uh, to make it so. Yes, uh, assuming the Senate agrees. Assuming the Senate agrees. Um, I mean, with the Refugee Convention, fine print or article this or article that, but the, the fundamental core of the Refugee Convention is... Uh, and you know the single heart of it is uh, not to return people to places where they're uh, at risk for reasons of race, religion, political belief, mm. membership of a social group. Um, that that does include not just sending them back to where they've come from, but sending them where, anywhere else uh, where they're in danger for those reasons. People found to be refugees who were sent to Papua New Guinea and they're, they're obviously going to stand out a fair bit. Mm. Um, that place that's already got real violence issues, particularly towards women. Um, that that will be a place where they're not safe for reasons of being membership of a, a racial contravention of the core 
component of the Refugee Convention, but I guess that won't be demonstrated until some of them are sent there. It won't be demonstrated for a while, and it's difficult when that country itself is a signatory to that Mm. convention. I guess the other aspect, and we have saw uh, one of many other aspects, uh, full-page newspaper ads, in uh, certainly in the Australia, and I think all the news-limited papers yeah. around the country, uh, at great expense. They don't come cheap. Um, sorry, buy boat, no, no visa. Buy boat, no visa. Um, this just makes me furious. <laughs> I mean, both, mm. both major parties do it when they're in government, uh, which is use government advertisements for basically, you know, as, as political uh, propaganda. When actually someone tweeted uh, a screenshot of the ad the night before on the Friday, mm. I assumed it was a joke. Right. <laughs> mm. I actually didn't think that the government would be that brazen to run that sort of government. Yes. Um, but they did, hmm. uh, and it's legal. <laughs> yep. uh, but I do think it is uh, improper and that... Uh, I don't know. I, w- I would like... Lo- oh, we could reach some sort of uh, agreement in this country whereby... Um, a government does not use government advertisements for blatantly political purposes. Yes. Well, there have been a few legislative attempts. Uh, I guess both the major parties just sort of can't quite bring themselves to legislate it. No. Well, this debate's not going to go away either, so I'm sure we'll uh, track that over the course of the next few weeks. We could well have an election announced, uh, possibly even today, Labor caucus. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not sure what Rudd will do. I'm, I'm, in, I'm increasingly thinking he might just wait till October. Well, I would if I was him. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah, I think he could. If you did that, Parliament would have to sit again. Mm. It's scheduled to sit in, I think it's the twentieth of August. Uh, in PNG, just you know, and the carbon pricing change, mm. um, both of which uh, present some potential political pitfalls, particularly for the coalition, although also for the Greens um, on the carbon yeah. pricing thing. Um, Far be it from me. Because he just he's just not he's just not. I don't think he's in a position where he's he is would Labor would win if the election was called. That's why I think that. But he's so close to reaching that point. Mm. Surely he'd be tempted to just wait. A- Charge now whilst there's some strong support before mm. it ebbs away again. But uh, anyway, I'm sure they've got access to mountains and mountains and mountains and mountains of research. Some of it also taxpayer funded, presumably, uh, although not all of it. Um, so uh, they would be a better place to know, I guess, to access. Let me find out. Um, but in the meantime, thank you for coming in once again. Thank you. Talk to you uh, next week.